previously on The Tony Kornheiser Show. He was really good, and he never served at Notre Dame. He left. He left Notre Dame, which, by the way, is fair. Sure. It's yeah. fair. Yeah. The other in our lives, the famous resume change is Janet Cook, oh, yeah. of course, who oh. made up a bunch of things. It's a great story to tell. She said she graduated from the Sorbonne and was fluent in French, and Benjamin Crow and Sheil Bradley <laughs> sat down with her one day and started talking in French, and she went, homina, 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 right? And he threw her right out of the office. <laughs> exactly right. The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. There's a moral to this story. By the way, the lies of this congressman get more voluminous every single day. There was a good story. I read a good story about a weekly newspaper on the North Shore of Long Island that had this guy oh, months pegs? ago. Really? News, they didn't pick it up. Nobody picked it up. The Times they picked had it, it in up. September. But yeah, they had it a long time ago, and it was not picked up before the election. And they had it, you know? And the guy's a clown. Um, Nothing it, it, it says appears to be true. It may be legally... I mean, the timeline of his tweets reveals his, you know, his lies. Yeah. It may be legally appropriate for him to be seated. It may be, I don't know how that works at Congress. It's an act of total cowardice on the part of Kevin MacArthur, McCarthy to sit him just so you can keep your slim majority in the House. Total cowardice on the part of him. And there should be a re-election. He should go against the other person one more time, but this time as who he is, <laughs> if because we, this if is we can find that totally out. under false pretenses. <laughs> it's totally under false pretenses. He told people, this is who I am, and this is why you should vote for me. And it wasn't who he is. Just what was the term? Is. is it resume padding? Resume embellishment. 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 Everybody okay. does well, it. the padding <laughs> down here. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody does it. Yeah, sure. Uh, let me thank uh, Marja. And Ashu for their lovely card. Appreciate that. Thank you for sending it. I had this moment the other day. I, you know, this is a, I don't want to say it's a senior moment. I don't want to say that, but somebody else might say that. When I get in and out of my car in the winter, I have to check a bunch of things, especially getting out of my car. Do I have my phone with me? Sure. Um, I thought that I've taken, in the car. You know, it's What's... a car phone, but I take <laughs> it out. Good point. Do I have my keys in my hand? Do I have my hat? If I've taken my hat off inside the car, if I've taken my gloves off inside the car, do I have my gloves? This is about my gloves. I get out of the car. I come into the house. I put down my hat. I put down my phone. I put down my wallet. I've got one glove in my left hand. It's off my hand. And I'm looking around for my other glove. I can't find my other glove. And I'm about to go outside back into the car where I must have left the glove or on the way from the car to the right. house where I must have left the glove or it must have fallen out of my pocket when I realized the glove was in my mouth. <laughs> it was in my mouth. Okay. Which is what a lot of us do. <laughs> we have two gloves. Put one in your mouth. You figure it out. Glove was in my mouth. Yes. More of a like canine a, moment. Like a dog. <laughs> like a dog. I mean, Just like a dog. I do that with my phone and my keys all the time. I'll, I'll be holding it. Like, yeah. where did I put them? Right. Where did I put them? Oh, right. that's right. My hand. Happens all the time. Yes. Happens just all the time. Uh, on a sports note, a small sports note, um, probably a lot of you people are wondering why uh, the, well, maybe not a lot, why the Raiders have benched. Derek Carr and why Derek Carr has, you know, agreed to this benching and has basically left the team. Yes, gone. He's left the team. They are parting company. <laughs> they are parting ways, as in, in, in the vernacular that is used all the time. What do you think is going to happen here? Well, here's what's going to happen here. The coach of that team, and he's not a good head coach, and he's proven it time and again. Well, not, yes, time and again. It's his second time. Yeah, Denver before, time right? Again, yes. He won his first six games and then totally collapsed. Josh McDaniels, much like almost all of the Bill Belichick assistants, almost all, is not a good head coach. Seems pretty obvious. But why is he doing this, benching Derek Carr? At the great risk of annoying Devontae Adams, who was his college teammate who left the Packers to go to the Raiders to be with Derek Carr. If Devontae Adams says, trade me, you're in a lot of trouble. Why is he doing this? Because he coached Jimmy Garoppolo. He coached Garoppolo for a couple of years at the Patriots. He'll go get Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Oh, because if Brock Purdy's this good, and he didn't want Jimmy Garoppolo anyway, right? They'll get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and make Trey Lance the second guy, and that's what's going to happen there. Derek Carr is going to be free. Derek Carr is better than Carson Wentz. Oh, he's sure. better than Taylor Heineke. You can maybe work something out. I'm just offering that up. Pelay has uh, left us. Um, I don't really, un- I don't understand the notion that Maradona is better than Pelé, that Messi is better than Pelé, that anybody else is better than Pelé. He's got three World Cups. He's it. Yeah. He's the GOAT. Like, what are you talking about? Wilbon's screaming about how Messi isn't the GOAT. Who is saying he is compared to Pelé? I guess younger people who are not familiar with the body of Pelé's work. But Pelé is it, and I'm not young, so I'm able to do this. I read with great satisfaction almost every obituary about Pelé talks about the time when he played for the New York Cosmos and retired from the New York Cosmos and said something like, all I want to say is love, love, love. And I read this with great satisfaction because I covered that. I was a feature writer, a sports feature writer for the New York Times, and I was the guy at that one. I was at that one. Yeah. And that was the day, like in the locker room before the game, one Michael Philip Jagger was hanging around. <laughs> um, Muhammad Ali was hanging around in the locker room before the game. Because Pelé was, yes. was on that level, obviously. And they all quote this particular thing. It's not my quote, because he said it out loud to you know a billion people around the world. But I remember writing it down, and I remember typing it out, and I remember it being in the New York Times the next day. And I didn't see anybody say, told Tony Kornheiser, because he didn't. <laughs> he just said it out loud. But I found, that, I found that nice. Can I just say one other thing I want to give credit to Michael? Was Michael's idea to um, have uh, Jeannie and Liz on a show, sort of a non-sports show that falls right in a beautiful hammock between the days that we do the football betting, which not everybody likes, but I do, and the Monday show, which comes out of a sports weekend because there was no point in talking about bowl games. There was no point in enforcing sports on people. Not that Jeannie, who was an assistant sports editor at the Washington Post, or Liz, who's been a sports writer her whole life, couldn't do it. And in fact, Liz schooled me on Josh Norman, made me feel like a dope, uh, <laughs> which happens very often in my life. But we sort of stayed away from it, and we did a more personal show. And it's extraordinarily gratifying to find out that people like that show. In my own uh, life on the, uh, on the cell phone, car phone, mobile phone deal, where some people have my phone number and can text me, friends of mine such as Rob Stronick and Sean Reese and um, Bill Isaacson, who else did this? Somebody else did this. I haven't even written it down. I texted you. You did. Lowell Singer did it as well and they said how much they liked that show and how great it was to hear those voices talk about those things and i'm happy about that so thank you to michael and we'll do that again of course we'll do that again that was a fun show we're not going to get inundated by the nba we're not going to go three days a week (laughs) on more nba we're not going to do that Well, sometimes we we just forget how crazy that october into november uh sports schedule is with with just the start of the football machine with playoff baseball and i think the danger for all of us is we just fall into patterns and for me to be able to sit back and and listen to that episode as a fan of the show i mean i just love when liz clark pulls out the unassailable gene mcmanus uh but to hear those voices and then to hear the effect that it has on you there is there is a brightness in your voice that I have not heard in weeks now, and some of that's just been your you know your injury, your back. Yeah, but a lot life. of it was just to hear you as a curious adult talking to people that you respect and deeply care about. Yeah, no, you that's you're a hundred percent right on that. We'll we'll certainly do it again. I mean, what's the worst month? February is the worst month. Well, I think February, we, once the Super Bowl is <clears throat> over, then then you have nothing but the NBA because we're not doing hockey. 
Well, we, we don't do hockey. We could do, you know, say Monday show on the Lakers, Wednesday show <laughs> on, on the, the Lake, Nets. On the Lakers. And then Friday show could be like a mock draft. I know you love to do yeah, those. Yeah, we could do that. But we're not going to do that. So we'll, <laughs> we'll find. And they both ex- enjoyed themselves, which yeah. is great. By the way, let me commend Liz Clark's obituary on Pelé today. It's on A1. It's really great. She doesn't pull any punches. Uh, she lists some of the things that Pelé did that weren't the greatest things in the history of the world. So... That was good. Um, in all uh, full disclosure, have we done this before about Chuck Todd? That we did that the other day in order to. T- Chuck is traveling right now, so we taped Chuck the other day. Yes. I don't like, you know, I don't like people to say, oh, I gotcha. You know, I'm, there's nothing to get. It's nothing I mean, to we taped yeah. Chuck the other day. Chuck will be our next guest as you listen to the show. But he was taped. Yes. But, which is why is we didn't just, have him Is picked. he tortured over the Packers game this weekend? <laughs> Um, it's a perfect it's recipe Minnesota. for him. Yeah, Packers, Packers Minnesota. Minnesota. And the Bill Cincinnati game was a tough one. But that's a tough one for everyone. That's the first really good Monday yes. night game that I can remember. And I know yeah. I've said to people at ESPN, if I were Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, I'd say, now nah, we're not going to do this one. We're going to take this one off because we're used to bad games. <laughs> we don't want to <laughs> actually do a game that people might care about because that schedule has been brutal. But we've talked about that. And we may have even talked about it with Chuck. I think we did. So yes. you'll hear about it as we go on yes. at this point. So Chuck Todd is next. And then uh, and after Chuck Todd, we will have maybe James Carville and and likely Jeff Ma. Yes, Carvel has not responded yet, mm. so he would be iffy. Carvel was 3-0 and last week. He picked one game. He won it big. He made it a triple play. Carvel is now 17. Let me just say this. Carvel is 17-0 and in his multiple picks, and not just one for one, like four threes and a five. Yes, he's multi- and he's 17-0, and but even if you took those away and just gave him five wins because he picked five different games. Give him five wins. So he's 44-32-3. You're making money. His record now is 56-32-3, but it's 44-32-3. The, re- the record's th- meaningless. The the triple plays, the, all that action, it brings people together. I'm getting texts from people just all over, just glued to the scores on these. I got a text from Claude going, he did it again. Yeah, no, no. Chan sent me something. What's with Carville? Carville's so hot. How are Chan and Moni, by the way? Is everything good down there? Did you, a few, a few you... senior moments, but we're having a great time. Does anybody have their gloves in their mouth like I did down there? No, 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 no. No gloves okay, in their mouth you, yet. Are you uh, playing? Have you played? I've been golf? getting out for nine holes. It's uh, amazing. We're on this, uh, this, this beautiful community where the boys, uh, the Hammer's super into alligators, so we're going on alligator hunts Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there are alligators uh, there. the Bootster is into eagles, so we've been able to see some bald eagles as well. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. That's that's what they're all. And the captain is now rolling everywhere and disrupting. (laughs) uh, Okay, so is is he rolling over? He is rolling over. Yeah, you want to take some action on that? No, not crawling I, no, yet, but, but maybe he'll crawl by the time you see him next. That's what I'm saying. I think that I think it's time to crawl and then walk. Right. I think it's time. Um, it's a little early, I think, for walking. But well, not, walk at one, talk at two. So we'll see. Is I'll it? Get you, I'll get you ten months for a for a price. Walk at one, <laughs> talk at two. Don't you? Isn't it a little earlier than that? Talking? No, I've I forgotten. I, no, you no, you say like babble words. Oh, okay. I thought you, I thought you were ready to go at about. 14 or 15 months. Mm. I thought you would walk up to, you know, a package Ready with of your chips and, and start reading. <laughs> yeah, like I did. <laughs> Not everybody's me. We'll take a break. Chuck Todd, when we return, I'm Tony Kornheiser. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. If you have a puppy, you don't need to make a copy. You will smile in your jalopy. 
sloppy, loose and floppy, big and stroppy, go through that flippy floppy, dressed to kill practically floppy, got it down, you're never sloppy, on the pitch hit baby hoppy, maybe messy got you this time, but you're young and fresh and toppy, now who's that in the mirror, looks like Killian Mbappe, Killian Mbappe, Killian Mbappe, Killian Mbappe, Brilliant, Dan Burns. Brilliant. Always. Brilliant. Totally brilliant. And it also has lyrics. It's not just Victor Wembanyama. It actually has lyrics. It's just brilliant. Totally brilliant. Plays in Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd, six and one last week. Everybody who bets is over 500. The monkey, Jeff Ma Carville, just killing it. And Chuck Todd now 56, 53, and two. Great week, Chuck. That was a great week. Yeah, I needed it. I needed it. End of, end of the season. I feel the momentum. I feel, you know, you should hope you're learning this, learning everything by the end of the season. So you don't feel right now like Nick Foles at the end of the season, <laughs> getting the shot and going down the Drano. No, I mean, I, I don't have the ability to just float passes so all my receivers get killed every time <laughs> that the ball comes at them. I mean, that boy, he looked terrible. He is terrible. He had yeah. the one shining moment in his yeah. life. He actually is terrible. Some of these guys out there are actually terrible. I'm beginning to think Mac Jones is getting close to terrible. All right, here we go. Hey, how would you feel yep. if Baker Mayfield were a Washington commander? I'd feel good. I like chance? Baker Mayfield. I, I, I like think it. I do too. Yeah, I like Baker Mayfield. And a resurrection, two out of the three games with the Rams, he's been great. Yeah. Two out of the three. You'd take that in Washington. All right, here we go. Uh, the team of your youth, the Miami Dolphins, who now stink, and whose quarterback, and let, let's be honest here, he's probably not going to play, and he's in the wrong profession. He got hit and hurt in Alabama. He got hit and hurt in Miami. He's in the wrong profession. Miami is getting two and a half at New England. Um, New England still theoretically has a chance for the playoffs. This feels like a game in which everything is shifted. Maybe I am wrong. Who do you like? I, here's the problem. Is it going to be Bridgewater? I think. Right? They think. I, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. If I knew for sure it was going to be Bridgewater. Boy, you know, neither team feels good to bet on. That's right. Do you feel good about the Patriots? No, because every, you've, every bet you've made on them in the last three weeks, you go, well, Belichick can win this, and they don't win. They don't win. No. And, and, and there's something. And, and Mac Jones just doesn't look that good. No. And I don't know if he's not that good or if uh, – it's just a bad idea to have a defensive coordinator calling offensive play. <laughs> oh, is that crazy? I mean, stupid. you know, I mean, you know, crazy it, stupid. Yeah, I mean, you know, after a while, people are thinking, why do you have a political guy doing sports? And it would be like, <laughs> why do you have a sports guy doing politics? Right? Yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. at some point, you're like, I don't know if this works. Yeah. I, I, you look, the Dolphins. What is this, four in a row? They've lost. Yeah. I, I guess I'm, I'm going to go with the Patriots simply because. There's stability sitting over there. It's only a field goal, but oof, you know, I, I it's a it's a stay away game. I agree. Money. I agree. Let's yeah. go to Carolina at Tampa Bay. This is a very big game for the the most rancid division in the NFC. But the winner of this is likely going to go to the playoffs. Tampa Bay just won the other day. Carolina ran for like 400 yards the other day. Detroit, all the momentum in the world. Yeah, sure, they got waxed by Carolina. Carolina on the road. You know, they play, these, they play each other twice a year all the time. Tampa Bay just doesn't look good, even when they win. Who you got? Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I, I, somehow Tampa wins these games. And I don't know. I mean, you know, every game is gross. It's ugly. Yes. It's disgusting. And then there's like five minutes left, and they let Brady throw the ball. Um, I tell you, man, the Panthers, their defense, they run the ball. That travels. Uh, give me them with the points. Ooh, I didn't think you would do that. Carolina plus three. All right. Yeah. I, here's one Isn't of the. Isn't that game going to be three? In realistically, I mean, of course it will. It's going to be a three point. Yeah, and it's going to be low yeah. scoring. Yeah. It's it's going to be a 17-14 kind of game. Yeah, absolutely. Here's one of the two spreads that makes no sense to me. The New York Jets are favored on the road at Seattle. Okay, you you wouldn't favor them if they were a good <sighs> team. Going 3,000 miles. You would not favor them. They're a bad team. They've gone back to Mike White, and maybe that helps a lot. I, I'm surprised they're a one-and-a-half-point favorite at Seattle. Well, and they – Seattle feels like a team that can't win anymore. 
Okay. Then I can't figure out how to win. I think that's number one. I love Mike White. When yeah. he's playing, they're yep. a different team. Yep. They do look like a playoff team when he's playing. The rest of that that quarterback room is, is terrible. I you know, I I it's at Seattle. Tough all those all the reasons, tough place to play, yes. et cetera, et cetera. But this just feels like one team one team feels like it's building to something and this other team looks like they're just sort of they they sort of hit I think the Geno Smith ex- experiment is, is starting to look like, oh, he's a five hundred quarterback. Okay. That's why he's never really been a playoff right. start. Uh give me the Jets. All right, I'm just going to give White. you two words about Mike White, Taylor yeah. Heineke. There's a ceiling, and you scrape your head on it every once in a while. Well, we move oh, on. I think White's more talented than Heineke. Okay, we move on. I do. Here's another I do. one. I think he's, he really holds that clipboard well. He's a good clipboard reader. <laughs> Here's the one that makes absolutely no sense. This is Las Vegas begging you to bet on Minnesota, as happens so often. Minnesota plus three and a half at Green Bay. I understand Green Bay has won three or four in a row, whatever they have done. And the win in Miami is a good win. The others aren't particularly good. Minnesota is leading that division. They're like eight games ahead of Green Bay, and you're getting three and a half at Green Bay. This is your wheelhouse, your second division. Who yeah. do you like? They, well, this is, if you look at it right, Minnesota has nothing to play for. They're not going to get the one seed. Right. And you're, you're really deciding, oh, do you want to be the two or the three? You're hosting a playoff game either way. Right. Um, and you're playing at Green Bay, and it's hard to sweep Green Bay. And both, both it's, it's hard to sweep Minnesota, and they won the first game. I, I, I it's uh, and and Green Bay has to win. They do, right? They have to win. And you tell me, two weeks ago you didn't think Green Bay was a playoff. Now all of a sudden you're like, eh, I guess not only are they a not? playoff team, but they they are going to walk in there with the kind of momentum that indicates they could actually win. They could. Now here's the here's the dilemma for Minnesota. To me, if I'm the Vikings, the last team you want to play in the playoffs is the Packers. 100%. And the, and the possibility that they end up matching up with the Packers is not remote here if they end up the two. Right, because uh, Dallas is going to end up the one. You know, Dallas is the no, first, uh, the four. No, Dallas, Dallas is the no, – That's Dallas what I'm saying. Dallas will, the one. Right. That, what I meant is Dallas is the first wild card team. Yes. So they will yes, play yes. Tampa Bay. They'll play the winner of that division. So Minnesota could end up playing – Yes, Green Bay. Yes, yeah. So, or or the or the Commanders Giants situation mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Either way, they're they're doing a rematch. I think you have to be with the Packers or nobody. Okay, like, I, I can't I can't bet on the Vikings because they have nothing to play for. All right. So you know, unless the Vikings really think they got to eliminate the Packers now, they can't. I don't think they care about that. I really don't. Pittsburgh yeah, I don't is plus three at Baltimore. Mike Tomlin, God bless him. He knows he's a great coach. Baltimore continues to win. Never without- had a losing record. No, never had one. Has has been even. Can't be even on in a seventeen game schedule unless it's eight, eight, and one. And I, I, the fact that he's still alive for his streak to yeah. me is remarkable. They're terrible. Team. I, I love the guy. I love the guy. Baltimore has continued to win without Lamar Jackson. I don't know Lamar Jackson's status for this week, but they've won every game and they're in the playoffs. This is a division game. Who you got? That's the same reason why I think I'm leaning Pittsburgh here, simply okay. because Baltimore got what they got. That's right. right. They're in. They got what they needed. And this is a three-point game. Here's the thing. If they were playing, if they were undefeated, this would be a three-point game. If they were both winless, this would be a three-point game. And where would you want to be, right? No matter what, you're sitting here, I don't know. It's Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Of course it's going to be decided by a field goal. Of course it's going to be cold and under 20 points scored by either team. So, you know, Pittsburgh needs the game slightly more than Baltimore, so I'll go Pittsburgh. Uh, this is the first Monday night football game that looks good. It's the 17th one. Oh it's God. the first one. It's the, the Monday night yeah. football games have been dogs. This you is know, Buffalo. You, you know, sign Troy Aikman and Joe Buck for this game. It would be really good to hear big time. <laughs> <play>. <laughs> <This game. laughs> it's Buffalo at Cincinnati. <laughs> Buffalo at Cincinnati. Buffalo is minus one. That's a totally fair spread. Um, these are really good teams. I don't know. Uh, Buffalo needs it to stay as the number one seed. I don't know that Cincinnati can get to number one. It's complicated because Kansas City is ahead of them. But this is a real game. Who you got? And Buffalo needs this. Yeah. Um, they cannot afford to go to, on the road. They cannot. And they. And I think. Do you think they have the best home field? If they were, if they were the home field advantage. 
if it's in, cold in, in January. If it's yeah. cold, yeah, sure, sure. Well, Cincinnati's a cold weather team. Kansas City's, a, you know, they, they can play. And in when's cold. the last time Cincinnati lost? I think it's five or six weeks. I'm not sure. Maybe they lost yeah. one in between. They've won about six out of seven, something like that. They started out zero and two. They were zero and two. Right, and they're what are they eleven and two since or something? Something like, this? like that. Or, yeah, they're pretty good. And it's it's impressive. I I I this is you know I'm. I'm sorry. The only watchable game all all weekend is going to be the last one. Yeah, Monday night. Yeah, after all those good, after hopefully are good bowl games. Um, I I'm I'm going to go with Buffalo because they have to have it. Okay. I think they need it a little bit more than since. I think since I think you're right. I think Cincinnati knows it can't be the one seat. No, they're not going to catch um, and pass Kansas City. Um, yeah. That is the game where Joe Buck should, at the at the top of the game, turn to Troy and say, well, let's not even do this game. We're so used to doing garbage <laughs> games. We don't, don't want to do a good one until next year <laughs> after we paid $12 billion. Dollars. Jacksonville game that Gee, I, I mean, it, it's such a good game, and it reminds you, because I've had this conversation with people at ESPN, you're locked into the schedule. These games looked good, you know honestly, in, in April. They A lot of them yeah. looked good. They did. So, you know, when my son and I – picked out our Packers Rams game. It was this Monday night and yeah. all this stuff about, a, about two weeks before we were headed to go. He has this panic attack. He goes, Hey, they're not going to flex this. Are they? And I said, wait a minute. I don't think Monday night has flex. Can't flex. Like, no, they do next year though. You oh, I didn't got, know that. Okay. That's yes, part of the deal. No, no, I looked this another up, so billion next dollars. Year, they get to flex. So, <laughs> yeah. And so for the, the last, I think starting in week 15 or something like that. No, that'd be great. But that's this year. Yeah. They didn't get it. One more game. The Cleveland Browns, who have nothing to play for, who I believe all Americans should root against. I do. Just root against the Cleveland Browns for the way they conduct their own business. They are at Washington. Washington, it doesn't matter how many games they lose when everybody else loses games. They're still in the playoffs. Today, if the playoffs started, Washington would be in the playoffs. Cleveland is getting two. It's not a lot of points. Who you got? Yeah, I don't, I don't get that either. Um, who's starting a quarterback? I and assume how? it's Wentz. I assume. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to go with the Commanders. Uh, I think they have to. Uh, again, they're playing for something. I don't know what the Browns are playing. Not for. playing for anything. Um, and you know, strength versus, you know, I, I think the Commanders' defense will, will, will keep, will keep what you know. I, I, the first couple of weeks, I'll admit, I kept waiting for Deshaun Watson to be like, all right, he's going to get the rust off, and then he's going to have a big game. No. And he hadn't had it yet. And he, no. didn't look, he didn't look good at all. No, he'll be better next uh, year. Yeah, he will. You know. Yeah, but, but, but it tells me he didn't do that much work. Um, I don't know. I, I, it, it, when he, was, he had plenty of time to think about, you know, and it didn't look like he, uh, he did much, much improvement. Um, give me the commanders. Well, it's not like they're going to be with Deshaun Watson for the appreciable future, is it? With a $250 million all-guaranteed deal. It's not. It's not like Russell Wilson could be traded for him. I was just going to say, which is the worst? What's the worst deal? Oh, the Wilson deal. Oh, my God. He's totally collapsed. All right. You were six and one. Let's hope you do it again. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah. I'm a a little, I'm a little sketchy. These are, these are, uh, it's a tough week. It is. It is. It is. All right. Chuck Todd, boys and girls. If we just gave you Chuck Todd, we'd be giving you more than enough. But we do more than that. We give you a monkey. See the monkey, he's scritch, scritch, scratching. Watching his iPad, smoking and laughing. Hanging with Bud Grant, tap, tap, tapping on his purple attache. Sing Not along, just going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. Reginald's got the vice, five, two. Sometimes he throws poo, poo, poo. When he's had too much Johnny Walker blues. What do you got? Not a great couple of weeks for the monkey. No, he was one and two, but he's 28, 19, and one. He's leading all monkeys in the country. <laughs> he really he's 28, 19, and one. Yes. And yes. he's had three straight one and twos. Yeah. So imagine what, what the burst out of the blocks he got. <laughs> it was a nice, a nice initial burst. Well, I went down to uh, the National Zoo, as I love to do, uh, and he was having a very intimate cocktail party. Jane Goodall there. Sure. Of course, 
I think she's Miss worked Prime with some Hague. of his yeah some of his relatives Absolutely. in the past. Eugene Levy was there. Oh, good. Avril Lavigne and Manny Mota. So sort of an Manny Mota. Yeah, and sort of an eclectic yeah, crowd. Manny Mota, I wouldn't have had him there, but right, you never yeah. know. Um, and I wasn't sure, but I thought I saw a copy of uh, Louise Gluck poetry there. Oh, they boy. might have been discussing, and I was a little disappointed in that. Mm. But we pushed past that to go through these matches, and the first one we went over was Tampa Bay at home giving three to the Panthers. And he showed me a photograph of him playing shuffleboard with Mike Alstott, Warwick Dunn, and Vinny Testaverde. I have to say that, and I know that Chuck ultimately landed on Caroline on this because they had a very impressive game against Detroit. They did. And under Steve Wilkes, they've been good. But I would go with Tampa Bay because I just think Tom. He's got that guy. I just think, yeah. I, I They'll think, be losing like 14 to yeah, 3. With yeah. like five as long as I'm losing 35 nothing, <laughs> right. like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, the next match we gave him was Seattle at home getting a point and a half from the Jets. Uh, and he showed me a nice little video of him on a riverboat cruise through Central Europe along with Xavier McDaniel, Steve Largent, and Tom Pachorik. So that tells me he's got ties to Seattle. I sort of like Seattle in this one too. I I think that like they've I think the Jets have been too clever by half at quarterback, and I think that I would go with Seattle. But yeah, Chuck went the other like way. Feels like midnight minus Chuck for the Jets. Yeah, Chuck went the other way. Uh, and the as I said many weeks ago. Don't bet on the Jets and Giants. <laughs> don't do it. Right. When you're both 6-1, and one, don't do it. Yeah, that's okay. sort of borne out, hasn't yep. it? Uh, and the last match I gave him uh, was, of course, to the Washington football team uh, at home giving two to Cleveland. And he showed me a, a picture of, of him at a fondue party with Mike Nelms, Rod Langway, and Dexter Manley. And Dexter, God bless him, wasn't using a tongue to get the bread into the cheese. What was he doing? Just putting his hand on the bread, dipping it all in into the, the cheese. In the heat. Didn't seem to bother him Love at all. Love Dexter. Yes, so he'll, he will take the Washington football team in that Do you one. know there's a great friend of Dexter Manley's? Who's that? And has him at his house at Thanksgiving. Who? Kevin McGrail, the chairman of the neurosurgery department at Georgetown University. <laughs> really? They are pals. Really? They are pals. I, I think I've met Dexter once or twice. Never shake his hand. I made that mistake. No, no, never shake Dexter's <laughs> hand. <laughs> No, you break your hand. Yeah, I heard Adrian Peterson does that too. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah, Kevin Dr. Kevin McGraw. All right, we're good. Uh, we will take a break. What will we have next? Jeff the- Ma? Theoretically, Car- Carvel and Ma. What do yes. you think? Yes. All right, I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Want to invite you to Kenlock, Mr. Tony, Mr. Tony. I want to take you to the bar. Johnny Walker, blue label, you'll be shooting even par in the fancy dining area where you can hear a pin drop. We'll swap stories and laugh too loud when I invite you to Kinlock. You will have so much fun at Kinlock. We will stroll into the pro shop. All closed up in padlock, they will open up specially and gift you a sleeve of Titleist Pro V1s. <laughs> Titleist Pro V1s, I want to invite you to Kinlock, maybe early next September. I hope it doesn't matter too much that I'm not a man. <laughs> The brilliant Dan Byrne rhyming Kinlock and Pro Shop, making me very happy. Playing in James Carville, who last week just had a triple play. That's all he had was one. Had Air Force, if I'm not mistaken. Was mm-hmm. it Air Force? Yes. One big was 3-0, and is 17-0 and in his multiple action, is 56-32-3 overall. And is the subject of many emails and texts to me where people go, Carville is killing it, <laughs> killing it. What do you got for us? Well, I, I told him, uh, you ought to send me the audio, the segment, would you say it? Because people think I'm George Santos. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I'm the George Santos of, of sports betting. Uh, all right, I will blue play. By the way, I know, I know you know this. I know you know this, that the single greatest line from, from him um, – because I'm not Jewish. I'm, I'm Jewish. Jew-ish. I'm Jewish. Yeah, I just love that. I, I love that. As, I, I, I love it. Claiming so. that his mother died in 9 <laughs> yeah, 11. That's right. Well, was yeah. the mother of Jew? Was that the ish side or the daddy side? I don't know. No, it was the, it was the uh, grandmother. It was a grandmother who now we find 
was from Ukraine as he checks every box <laughs> that is contemporary, <laughs> claiming to be of Ukrainian descent at this point. So it's fa- he's fab. He's a fabulist. That's yes. what he is. He's a fabulist. He is. A, he is. He is divinely sent by God Almighty to expose the rot that is the current Republican Party. It's the perfect messenger. He can't, there a you human go. being couldn't create this guy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you got? All right, I'll pick this week. Uh, our, our three-time blue plate special, landed all on the line, is Penn State in a Rose Bowl. We've got Penn State getting two against Utah. Is that what you have? I had a two and a half. You get two you. and a half. You get two and a half. You get two and a half. <laughs> All right. Okay, then let's go to the ugly uniform bowl. Right. Take Clemson minus four and a half over Tennessee. Clemson minus four and a half over Tennessee. Gotcha. Okay. And the place that they don't want to be, take Alabama minus six and a half over Kansas State. Okay. Michigan. TCU? Yeah. Uh, I'm not a believer in TCU. I'm taking Michigan. Land, what you got? What I got, got uh, land seven and a half, Michigan. That's what I got, too. Okay. Okay. From Michigan. Okay. All Anything right. else? Uh, in Ohio State, Georgia? Yeah. I've got Georgia, got Georgia giving six and a half. You too. Take Georgia. Okay. Tulane, Southern Cal. What you got? I got Tulane getting two. Me too. Take the greenies. You're going to take them? Yes. Against USC I'm gonna, and I, the I, Heisman Every winner. time I take them, they lose. Okay? Right. <laughs> You're going to take them? This is the biggest football game in Tulane history. And yes, it's sure. not the biggest football game in Southern Cal history. All right? No, it is not. <laughs> no, it is it not. It is not. No. But there ain't no. none bigger than this in the history of Tulane football. Okay. Okay. And then the, the Bills at the Bengals, what do you got? That should be one, right? Uh, hold on, let me see. Yeah, yeah. This you're is giving now. Joe Burrow one point at home. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, Buffalo the on the road giving one. Yeah. yeah the, the, the national press will never learn how good Joe Burrow is. They just kind of wake up. You know, his second season, it actually was hurt the first season. He comes in a touchdown and win the Super Bowl. And somebody's woke up to the fact, hey, this guy might be the MVP. He's beat Patrick Mahomes three in a row. Yes, he has. But, but somehow or another, it. it, it, it Joe Burrow, I, I hope he keep, keeps getting dissed like he gets dissed in the national press. because He shouldn't awesome. be. He's great. No. There, it, there is a chance that Burrow to Chase ends up like Montana to Rice. Oh, yeah. There is a chance. Well, absolutely. They, absolutely. They, are, they are that good. By the way, I mean, and I think Ohio State is a good team. Georgia's right. playing that game in Atlanta? That game's in right. Atlanta, James? <laughs> yeah, the Whoa. It, the, yeah, I mean the ticket, the, the ticket price is astronomical. You know that happened. We played the national championship. We won three times in the Superdome. Yeah, that's I not mean, fair to have to have well, like I mean, a home that's game. The only certain, the only certain venues that can do that. And, yeah, know, they look for warm weather venues that host so many people. I guess you don't have to worry about Arizona State playing a national championship in the Fiesta Bowl, but uh, you know, could happen. I mean. Being Dallas and Longhorns, a and playing for it. I mean, but you're, you're and, and, big. and it's not not as big as home. It's not like playing on campus. No, but it's familiar. It's you yeah, know, it is. it's I, I, familiar. Look, it, it's, it's not a perfect system, but it's, it's, it's the one we got. And, you know, do you you know this? It. You know this that last year in the in the year two thousand twenty one. Of the hundred top-rated television shows, ninety-four were pro and college football. <laughs> you know, that's, people, I'm not. People, I'm not surprised. Yeah. People want to watch it. People want to watch By it. Way, All right. I'll tell you what's fun, Tony, is having a good uh, NBA team. But you live five blocks from the arena. That's well, fun. you've got what you've got is if that kid stays healthy, going to his left hand across the middle. If he stays healthy. He's a he's not only a great player because there are a lot of great players. He's great to watch. Yeah. Zion Williamson oh, is great to watch. He really yeah, is. Yeah, we go out. Mary and I go out and play the Seventy Sixers tonight in New Orleans. If we yeah. ever get Brandon Ingram back, that's a toe contusion is 
four month injury now. So they should have just amputated his toe. (laughs) 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 I will watch your games with interest. Thank you, James. All right. Okay. All right. You bet. James Carville. That's funny. That's just great. All right, we will attempt to get Jeff Ma yes. now at the moment. Yes, I believe Jeff is up. I think I saw that. Oh, he's ready? I think because I saw I was going to say, I had something to talk about if he wasn't. Well, I, I've shown Everton. A break. When you text somebody, sometimes it shows up if they've seen the text and read it. Uh-huh. And it, it appears as if Jeff has seen that. So. I was going to talk about Southwest Airlines. <laughs> Boy, they're having a How great week. How about that? How about Southwest Airlines? Just totally. How about that they accounted at one point for 99% of the canceled flights? Were you looking this, for your bags? They're, they're well, all over America. There's just bags. And by the way, they can't stop people from just taking bags no, that they want to take. No. Um, they, Pete Buttigieg, he's the, he's the transportation. transportation. They ought to be fined hundreds of millions of dollars. They just did this all on the cheap. And, you know, and people, people who go... Just because it's less money, that's the only reason. Sometimes these things happen. Their their uh, their system is antiquated. Everybody says this. Their pilots say this. Their attendants yeah. say this. They were they just couldn't get anything. Other airlines flew to certain places. Everybody canceled some flights. They canceled them all. All of them. They canceled them all. What's their old slogan? Want to get away? You can't get away. You want to get away, get in a bus. Like, that's their new slogan. You want to get away, get in a bus. And they let people with an earlier boarding status save seats. There's no policy against it. You know, Mm. it's it's just, it doesn't... No. It's not a good day for them. Aren't they, like, really big in, in, in BWI, right? Yeah, I think that's... I don't think they have hubs, but they have a lot of action out of BWI. And it's all canceled. All of it. Like, I don't understand that. Like, if you book a flight from BWI, for example, to Miami, why did that have to be canceled? Because everything hinges on it coming from somewhere else. Right. Fog in San Diego. Yeah, all the time. And it's just, uh, Wilbon would go crazy. I mean, Wilbon hates United. (laughs) United's an actual airline. I like United. And Wilbon hates United. Despises it. It's it's unimaginable to think that Wilbon would fly on Southwest, right? No, I don't think he would. There's no first class there, is there? I don't know. Yeah, I've never flown on Southwest. Oh, I've never yeah. been on it. They're, they're good flights. I mean, it, it gets you they're there. They're all I mean, good if they get you there. If they get you there, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if you had them this week, mm. I mean, that's just, oh, all right. just is, awful. Is Jeff with us? Jeff is I there. I am. Jeff, do you have any thoughts on Southwest Airlines? I mean, as long as I'm ranting like this. I mean, it's a pretty riveting conversation for you to have since you've never ever flown it. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> pretty, yeah, I think that. Riveting's the right word. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, uh, I fly it um, up and down the West Coast. It's, it's, it's not really like an airline. It's like flying a bus. I mean, it's a different yeah. mentality you have to have to get on it. Um, you know, it's open seating, and they're really good at turning the flights over. And, I mean, I think it's a good airline, generally, if you just know what you want. Like, there's no change fees, so you can just buy tickets. You don't have to worry about it, and um, it's really easy. They usually have lots of, you know, back in the old days, they used to have lots of different flights. You know, the, the the issues they had is probably still a vestige of the downsizing they did during the pandemic. So, you know, you're just seeing a lot of this, like, us rolling back into the real world and there being implications to everyone. But, I mean, it's 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 not a what I would call a relaxing flying experience, but it is a very practical flying experience. I can understand that. I mean, I used to take the Eastern Shuttle, and you walked on to the Eastern Shuttle, right? And you paid for your flight while you were in, in the air, the air <laughs> and things like that. And everybody did that from New York to Boston, from New York to Washington, and back. And Eastern Airlines did it, and everybody used that. And I would agree with you; it's not necessarily relaxing, but it it was dependable. It's not dependable if every flight is canceled. Yeah. Right? For every flight, Jeff. Every it's flight is canceled. the opposite of dependable. <laughs> right. Well, it's dependable in the sense that you're not going anywhere. But it feels like Southwest is, is an upgrade over Spirit Air. Because it always seems like there's a fight breaking out in Spirit Air. You know, going up to the spirit in the sky. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Jeff was 3-2 and two last week. 42-34-1 overall. You're making money with everybody on this show. Chuck Todd, the monkey, Jeff and Carville, you're making money. What do you have for us this week? Is that, by the way, can, let me just get to this. We're getting next week, of course, is the week where like teams give up, 
right on the last game if you're out of it or if you're locked into a playoff slot. I mean, you know, when Washington plays Dallas, I believe, in the last game, I think that's Dallas, and Washington may need that to get into the playoffs. Dallas doesn't care about that game. Dallas is locked in. Dallas cannot move from its spot, mm-hmm. right? Am I right, Jeff, that those would be you'd – you'd avoid those games, or would you, would you load up on those games? I mean, we already last night had a game where one team kind of quit. So yeah. this whole idea of us adding a game and what that means and – you know, there's there's so much of this jockeying that's happening right now where things are decided um, and teams are going to rest players. I mean, the 49ers don't really have a meaningful game for the last two games because they're kind of locked in, and you know, yeah. it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's sort of silly. And and 17 is completely unsatisfying. 18, 16, something not right. 17 is terrible. It yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously going to leave the door open to go to 18, so yeah, we're, we're, we'll be there in the next few years, you'd guess, right? I would think so. I mean, you just have to buy the players off. You have to say there'll be no more exhibition games, uh, and you're going to get a much larger salary as a result of that. And so even though we say we care about health and safety, we don't really care about health and safety, you're gladiators, kids, and, and that's what it is. It's like if you cared about health and safety, honestly. You would have a, a conversation with Tua Tungavailoa, and you would say, you're in the wrong business. I'm sorry. I, I deeply appreciate how hurtful it is. But you got to get out of this business because you've been hurt at every level, seriously hurt. Yeah. Every part of your body just, wow. All right, what do you got, Jeff? I'm going to take a few of the college games. I'm going to take the game today, Tennessee plus six over Clemson. Um, this is a game where Tennessee is obviously missing their quarterback and missing their yeah. star wide receiver who opted yeah. out. Uh, but if they have both of them, they should be favored by six or seven over a Clemson team that people think is, you know, completely righted the ship by changing the quarterback. Um, this is a team that hasn't been very good all year. Klubnik, you know, young, a lot of promise, but didn't play particularly well in any of the games except UNC, who had sort of a, a terrible, terrible defense. Um, and I just think plus six, even with the, the team that Tennessee's bringing there. I mean, this Josh Heifel is um, really an up-and-coming coach. I think he'll have him prepared for this game. And I think, you know, getting six points with the Tennessee team that, you know, arguably should be in the college football playoffs um, is too many. Do you, do you not look at this? I cannot pronounce his name, Ugalele. I'm going to get it wrong. He just said, I'm out now. I'm out now. I'm going. Is he going to Oregon State or something? I'm out now. I don't care about this team. I don't care about this coach. I'm out now. Does that not feel, Jeff, like a little bit too liberal of a rule that you just, whenever you want, say I'm done? Um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I think it's it's this is making college football very interesting because you have this whole concept of transfer portal and very similar to like European soccer and all that kind of stuff where teams are able to, you know, transfer players and whatnot. Um, again, like this is a situation where his personal decision is to leave because ultimately there's no future for him there. Yep. yep. Um, the team had kind of decided that they wanted to move on from him. So I think it's in his right to go and, and, and decide where he wants to, to play next. I mean, coaches wow. can do it. Yes, they can. I, I just, it just seems wild to me. What else you got? What other college games? I'm going to take Bama minus the six and a half over Kansas State. Um, this is a really interesting game where Bama was actually only a three and a half point favorite um, earlier. Um, and then guys like Bryce Young and, and, uh, and uh, Will Anderson announced that they'd be playing. And it looks like Bama will have most of their team when people expected them to have very little of their team. Mm-hmm. And Saban has said things like, "I mean, but but you know, it, Bama has an entire game here, team here. They should be favored by you know thirteen, fourteen points. So I still think six and a half is value um, against this Kansas State team. Uh, okay. Just from a talent perspective, Bama walks in and wins this game easily. Okay. What else? And I'm going to take the two college football playoff games because I know that your listeners want to know. Um, I think I've made yes. it known that I'm a Georgia fan, but. Unfortunately, I like Ohio State plus the six and a half over Georgia. Um, Ohio State 
you know, everyone remembers that game against Michigan, which they perceived to have been a blowout based on some incredibly explosive plays by Michigan. But Michigan had, I think, five plays of, of sort of ridiculous, you know, these explosive plays tend to not be incredibly predictable, meaning like when you get them, they're not really an indication that you're going to continue to get them. And from Ohio State's perspective, you know, their defense is designed to sort of give up some of these explosive plays because they, that's kind of the way they play. But supposedly they've spent the whole time fixing that and, you know, this idea that they're incredibly motivated to change things. There's just This is just too many points. I mean, Georgia should be favored in this game, but probably only by three and a half points or so. So you're getting some value here based on what everyone saw Ohio State look like the last time they played. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I buy that, actually. I do. Although I think it's sort of unfair that that game's in Atlanta, but I, <laughs> but I buy that Ohio State is, is a really good team. What else? What's the Michigan game? I think game Michigan got? minus the seven and a half over TCU. Um, I just think this is like the Cinderella midnight story for TCU where the, the step up in class is just going to be too much for them. Michigan's an incredibly well-coached, prepared team. They're coming to this game, obviously, knowing that, you know, that what, what's at stake, being very well prepped, and I think they win this game easily. So you took, hmm, you, don't, you, you bailed on the Big 12 twice, and you don't have any opportunity to bail on them again because nobody in the Big 12 is <laughs> in anything again. Although I did, I did find Kansas's comeback remarkable in the fourth quarter the other night. I did. So, and I, I find myself, I don't know if, uh, Jeff, maybe you don't root for people because this is what you do for a living, you know, and bet the process maybe shouldn't reveal that you root for people. But I root for Kansas because they've been so bad for so long that I root for them in football, much more so than I do in basketball. But the Big 12 stinks, right? It's terrible. Yeah, it's not particularly good. Yeah, yeah. What else you got? I'm going to take Baltimore in the NFL minus two and a half over Pitt. Um, I've been riding Baltimore. I think they're a much better team than Pitt. Um, Pittsburgh just, you know, they, they've, it's been amazing for them to get back into this. They're seven and eight now. Yeah. Um, but I, I, just, I think the Ravens win this game easily. Not easily, but more than a field goal, I guess. The Ravens have, without Lamar Jackson, going three and oh. Going three and oh. I mean, at some point, uh, when Lamar Jackson says, here's what I want in my contract, somebody's going to say, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what else? Or is that it? No, I was just getting invaded by Charles. By Charles oh, okay. again. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. stupid. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got one more game for you, and that's the Giants minus the five and a half over Indy. <laughs> Indy being done is a real thing. <laughs> Yes, they're totally done, and Jeff Saturday is not going to be the coach next year. Fantastic. Sometimes sometimes it's the dog, now it's a kid. Now it's a kid. It's fantastic. Brilliant. All right, take care of your family. Thank you. Have a happy New Year. We'll talk next week. Okay. Jeff Jeff Ma doing parental things. (laughs) I'm sure that Michael is laughing in South Carolina. I'm loving this. We got we got Bootsy and the Hammer playing trucks next to me. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. This is what happens. Um, So he goes against he and Carville. He goes against Carville when he takes Ohio State over Georgia, and he takes Tennessee over Clemson. There's a huge discrepancy here, though. In the number. And by the way, I, we want you to all listen to Bet the Process yes. that Jeff and Rufus do. Um, but Jeff's got Tennessee plus six, which means Clemson minus six. And James, because he takes Clemson, wants it to be a lower number and has it <laughs> minus four and a half. What do we have? What We've got it at minus six. Yeah. So we're going to give James. <laughs> we'll give James. Because James has his Jim. own line. Yeah, he has his own crazy line, doesn't he? Yeah, it's well, great. it's the T-boy line, so yeah, he gets... T-boy Latula. Yeah. I would take a break. Come back with email and jingles. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. On the 10th day of Christmas, this podcast gives it me 10 silver hummus, 9 toasted steaks, 8 Aldridge moments, 7 moose can shop, and 6 Azel Ball, and 5 Subaru. Moose cans. Four cell phone bills, three abandoned trailers, two promo codes, and football tricks made by a monkey. On the 11th day of Christmas, this podcast gives to me 11 rolls of quarters, 10 silver harness, 9 toasted steaks, 
eight, Hodges moment seven, Moosekin shopping six, eggs are boiling five, Subarus, four cell phone bills, three abandoned trailers, two promo crews, and, and football cakes made by a monkey. On the twelfth day of Christmas, this podcast gives to me. Twelve Hallmark movies, eleven rolls of quarters, ten silver harness, nine toasted six, eight Hodges moments, seven Moosekin shopping, six eggs of boiling, five Subarus, four cell phone bills, three abandoned trailers, two promo codes, and football picks made by a monkey. Nigel, you edited that. I did. I had to edit it. We for don't want Joe to be angry. And no, his daughter Mackenzie sings yes. beautifully. It's just amazing. But the the whole song. It's was, four minutes. It's about four minutes, and we, you know, we don't have time for that. So, I so keep, you're going to apologize now to yes, Joe? Yes, I'm sorry. Mackenzie. I had to edit Joe and Mackenzie. This so is I, why I don't do um, interviews because <laughs> people edit your stuff. <laughs> right, they just do it. I'm but siding it was, with Joe and Mackenzie on yeah, this one for for time constraints. You. Well, I'm that's okay. That's tough but fair. All right, uh, you want to do the Bethesda Bagels ad? Yes, we never edit the, the bagels because we love the bagels. Bethesda Bagels. We love Joe Arrow, too. We do love Joe, and we love Mackenzie, yes. And I'm sorry I had to do that. I'm very oh, sorry I had to do this that. This could have ramifications down the road. Bagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Just pop on in, and you'll be thrilled. That's about it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, if you're traveling in the North Country Fair, when the winds hit heavy on the borderline, remember me to one who lives there. She once was a true love of mine. I know the song, um, the refrain, she once was a true love of yeah, mine. Girl that's from the a, North Country. Yeah, but that's also an old folk song. It's not just that. Oh, and so it's, Dylan sort of co-opted that? Well, that Scarborough refrain, Fair. Yeah, Scarborough Fair. That's okay. right. She once was a true love of man. That's Simon and Garfunkel. Right. Right? Or as um, Sean might say, Paulie Simon. <laughs> Paulie and Arnie Garfunkel? <laughs> Paulie. It's an inside joke. Thanks to our guest today, Chuck Todd. James Carville, Jeff Ma, thanks to our sponsors, Policy Genius, Zip Recruiter, Simply Safe. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. So let's, we have a. Uh, well, I didn't tell you this. Based on a Wednesday show, guess what we watched? The opening of uh, Menor in the Middle. Just oh, to see Dan the, Bird. Oh, okay, that's the Sarah Silverman Hallmark movie? I guess so. We, it was un. It quickly became unwatchable, so we just fast-forwarded no. to a few of the Dan Bird moments. <laughs> okay. It's like here's watching haiku. Robin Hood with the rooster. Yeah. Here's like, uh, here's like, here's a haiku from Shad. It starts with butter and never, ever forget you taste like chicken. <laughs> uh, from Karen Edgett. The birthday game is reminding me of my birthday date failures or maybe my mother's failures. I have two... Older siblings, born 11-11-2-2, me 9-8. For extra credit, both of their birthdays fall on holidays. I missed occasionally sharing my birthday with Labor Day by one day. From Chip Robinson in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, the middle of my three non-masculine children was born on November 12, 2003, which means she turned 10 on 11-12-13, and it still delights me. <laughs> That's a good From one. John Arnold in Birmingham, Alabama, I've always loved the celebration of numerology on the show. In recognition of this topic coming up again, I offer the fact that my youngest daughter was born on September 16th, with the time of her birth being 9-16 a.m., I was amazed and delighted when we received her birth certificate. This failed to elicit the same response from my wife. Interesting, but unrelated to numerology, 916 is Mexican Independence Day. My eldest daughter and only other child was born on July 4th. Canadian Independence Day is July 1st, but we're not having any more kids. So that's that. <laughs> from Joe Pearson in Indianapolis. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but, I, but respect must be paid to Jeff and Rufus and their guest, Bill Elliott. I listened to their College Bowls podcast. The results have been astonishing. The three of them are a little hard to decipher, not in a Carville way, but in a talk over each other all the way way. So I may not have gotten all their picks right, but listen to this. At the end of the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl on Friday night, they were 12 and 3. You can rest assured that I am indeed betting the process. Looks like I might be able to afford that Red Rider carbine action. <laughs> 200-shot range model BB gun this year. All the best for the festive season and hoping for a pain-free new year from you. I hope so. Greg from Kingston, Ontario in Canada. Am I the only one who grew up thinking that the Immaculate Reception hero was an Irish man named Frank O'Harris? Perhaps it's because I was born five years after the event in question and they showed very few NFL highlights on the three channels I had during my formative years. Uh, from Phil in Herndon, it says no subject. 
he has is this a sign yes a road sign it's sign? a road sign i hope when i inevitably ch choke to death on gummy bears people just say i was killed by bears and leave it at that <laughs> from tyler etchenkamp in lincoln nebraska i'd like to wish you your family and all the littles a happy holiday season and a prosperous new year may 2023 be filled with all of the things we enjoy such as overpriced bk whopper meals french athletes with fun names to say like Wembenyama and mbappe and a bountiful harvest of peppers already half eaten by squirrels from Dan Moore in Winnipeg, uh, Canada. While listening to you and Chuck Todd discuss the Kohler Hotel across from Lambeau Field, I thought it might be appropriate to mention that an anagram for Titletown USA is you want toilets. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, from Will Jackson in Mumbai, India. Ooh. My family and I were traveling in Malaysia. We went to the local grocery store to grab some snacks. I walked to the ice cream aisle, and to my surprise, there was a section full from top to bottom of Tillamook frozen custard. I told the woman to whom I'm related by marriage on our offspring, it's Tillamook, the Tony Kornheiser ice cream. Less than impressed, they kept walking. From the 15 different flavor options, I helped myself to the chocolate fudge brownie. It was the best 27 ringgit I ever spent. That must be the currency yes. in India. Thanks for introducing us littles who had no idea this existed. Eat it, Brent and Jeremy, and 27 ringgit equals $6.75 for the 15-ounce size, in That's case you're interested. Good deal. From our friend Alex Lau in New York City, if Carville keeps up this heater, he'll have enough money to get the name of the All-State Sugar Bowl changed to the James Carville ACLSports.com <laughs> T-Boy Bowl next year and have it played in an open field down by the Louisiana Bayou rather than the Superdome. Uh, from Michael O'Donnell in Melbourne, Australia. Now that the minor sporting event called the World Cup is over and we are bogged down by the minutiae of irrelevant sports such as the NBA and NFL, can we get serious and talk about the greatest annual sporting event? The PDC World Darts Championship is uh -huh. now underway at the Alley Pally in uh, London, England. It'd be great to hear your thoughts and insights on the two sport of kings. Can Peter Snakebite Wright go back to back? Can MVG Michael Van Gerwen win his fourth championship and reclaim the title as number one? Or could outsiders Nathan the Asp, Aspinall, or Damon the Heat, Hita, Breakthrough to claim their first title as world champion. These are questions on everyone's lips, and only you, Tony, are able to answer them. I'm assuming Chuck Culpepper will be headed over to report on this event <laughs> after his break in Thailand. Also, be great to get Reginald's and Carvel's picks to see who they think will win the championship. I'd be happy to be the official World Arts Championship analyst for the Tony Kornheiser show if it's not taken. No, it's not taken. No, it's it's not taken. Yes. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> You know, Mark from Maryland, thank you so much for clarifying in your latest episode that Reginald is a real monkey and that he's actually making NFL picks. I often listen to your podcast with my three young boys, Jesse Sampson and Asa. Their favorite segment is hearing Nigel read Reginald's picks, and they enjoy singing along to the song. They love monkeys and football, so a monkey that knows so much about football is a wonder to them. My wife will be having a difficult conversation with him after Christmas about Santa Claus. I'm, I'm grateful that I will not be having a similar discussion with him about a monkey. From Ranley Durrett, a millennial little uh, via Melville, New York. Melville is on Long Island. Um, when's the grand opening for your new restaurant? Still time to get it up and running for March 20th next year, 3-2023. Can we expect any carryovers from Chatter, Wilbon's Chili? Perhaps a nice, a new addition can be your version of a Whopper meal that's actually worth the price. Will you employ Michael and Elizabeth to be head chef and baker respectively using only a solo stove? Open it in the little house and bone and butter will be more in demand than carbone. Um, I have seen now advertisements for Burger King, two meals for like five twenty-seven. Have you seen these, Michael? Sean, have you I seen haven't. these on TV? Like two meals. I have. Pre-tax? Yeah. I, I, yeah. What'd you pay? Thirteen seventy-two. Yeah. <laughs> For one meal. For one. For one meal. Yeah. Wow. Appears to be a miscarriage. One more. John in Pittsburgh trying to watch that the Steelers game. Soda. <laughs> I love orange soda. No, you love taking you my orange soda. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do that anymore. Now I would allow you to get your own, and I just get with the water own. cup from the press room. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bad childhood. <laughs> Trying to watch the Steeler game and the Franco Harris celebration, and my brother, a fellow little, switches it to the Walmart channel. Seriously? The Hallmark Channel. Did I say the Walmart Channel? Walmart. The Hallmark Channel. Yes. I have a glove in my mouth. Seriously. <laughs> Thankfully, the rest of the family wanted to go back to the game. Still deserves a call out in the mailbag, though. Absolutely. If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white. It's real nice having you with us for the holiday. I couldn't think of any better place to be. If you have a puppy, you don't need to make a copy. You will smile in your 
jalopy, loose and floppy, big and stroppy, go through like flippy cloppy, dressed to kill practically floppy, got it down, you're never sloppy, on the pitch hit baby hoppy, maybe messy got you this time, but you're young and fresh and toppy, now who's that in the mirror, looks like Killian and Mbappe, 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 Take you to the bar We'll order Johnny Walker Blue Label You'll be shooting even par In the fancy dining area Where you can hear a pin drop We'll swap stories and laugh too loud When I invite you to Kinlock You will have so much fun at Kinlock We will Stroll into the pro shop If it's all closed up and padlocked They will open up specially And gift you a sleeve of Titleist Pro V1s Titleist Pro V1s I want to invite you to Kinlock Maybe early next September I hope it doesn't matter too much That I'm not a member 